You are listening to the sermon podcast from St. Michael and All Angels Church in Savannah. We are an Episcopal congregation in the Diocese of Georgia, and you can find out more about us by visiting www.stmichaelsavannah.com. So at first glance this morning, um, we may, we, there's a lot of ways we can think about the gospel lesson today. And at first glance, we may think about um, that the gospel is about lost things. After all, Jesus does say, which one of you will not leave the flock of 99 and go out and find the one? Or who will not light the lamp and sweep the house until you find the one coin? Now, if there was children's Christian formation going on today, that's formally known as Sunday school, we could take little lambs and cut them out of paper and glue cotton balls on them and put little pipe cleaner feet and go over the, um, you know, and, and talk about the lost sheep and the lost coins. But I think there's other ways to think about this too. And you know, it's a comfort to know that Jesus comes for us again and again and again. But we could also think about this gospel lesson this morning and talk about the tax collectors and how that so many people back in that day did not like the tax collectors because they were dishonest. We could also talk about the 99, you know, the flock, the people that, the righteous who, who need no repentance. We could spend time talking about them. Or we could even talk about my personal favorite, sin and sinners. We could spend lots of time talking about sin or sinners. But you know what? I think I'm going to save all of those for another day, another sermon. This morning, I would like for us to think about the gospel in light of the fact that today is September the 11th. Today, 9-11 is a day where the catastrophic events that occurred are seared in our memories. I bet you every single person in here this morning who was alive could tell you where they were that morning when they heard or saw what was going on. Yes, absolutely. That is a tragedy that changed who we are. It altered the fabric of not only our lives, but the lives of people around the world. After the towers came down, people began to realize that there were people who were lost and missing. And even as the glass and steel was settling and the dust and the papers floated through the air, people were walking around with paper signs with people's names written on them. These were the names of the people who were missing that they were searching for. During this time, because so many people were lost, we heard story after story about people who rushed in to try to help and search for those who were lost. I heard a story about a firefighter who had just finished his shift, and he was on his way home, and he saw what was happening. He couldn't get there by car because the roads were clogged, so he parked. He put his 60-pound emergency pack on his back, and he ran back to the towers to try to help. 
Pastor Jim Jenkins, who worked as a chaplain at Ground Zero, writes that, that New York City decided to invite family members who had lost one loved ones to come and see and visit Ground Zero. As difficult as this was, groups were allowed a chance to visit what was now becoming hallowed ground because it was where they had lost their loved ones. Pastor Jim tells about people on the streets that would stop what they were doing as these groups would pass by and they would pay tribute to them on their, as they made their way to the site of Ground Zero. Pastor Jim writes that as the family members walked and worked their, walked their way to the site, they would sob uncontrollably. And they would, some of them even fainted, and some even vomited as they gazed on the place where their family members had been lost. One of the groups who came to the site were the, the personnel from, the United, from United Airlines that was stationed out of New York at that time. Pastor Jim writes that the United people came in their uniforms, friends and colleagues of the ill-fated flights. After standing and staring in disbelief at the smoldering ruins of the mangled steel, the United employees produced a banner. They unfurled the banner to those who were crawling through the steel and the rubble so that the, they could see it. And Pastor Jim said that it was a holy moment as the whole group from United held that banner up that said, thank you. Thank you for looking for our lost comrades. Now I would say that the parables that Jesus tells us about the one sheep and the one lost lamb, we can think about things that are lost. But I don't think that's all that it is about. I don't even think it's about the Pharisees who held the bar so high that they couldn't even reach it, who traumatized Jesus and griped about he, why he was reaching out to sinners and tax collectors. Today, as we hold these events in our hearts and prayers, I believe these parables are also about those who went into the wilderness, who went into the destruction. I think they're about those who lit their lamps and served and searched for even just one. Fifteen years ago, as we watched the news, we heard about Trinity Church Wall Street. Trinity Church Wall Street is an Episcopal church very close to Ground Zero. And on the grounds of Trinity is St. Paul's Chapel. St. Paul's Chapel was, what was a relief center for all of the hundreds of recovery workers who lit their lamps and looked for the lost. This morning at St. Paul's Chapel, at precisely 8.46 Eastern Time, the bell of hope was tolled to mark the time when the first plane went into the North Tower. This afternoon at 3.30 Eastern Time, there will also be a calling of the names. 
Now this is a different calling of the names. It's at St. Paul's Chapel this afternoon, they will not be calling the names of the lost. They will be doing that somewhere else in a different location. But at St. Paul's, they will be calling the names of each of the shepherds, the first responders, the rescue and recovery, all of those who selflessly reached out in love, who left the flock, the safety of their home, who lit their lamp and went out and searched. This morning as I was driving into town, as I rounded that sharp curve there on the causeway just before the Bull River Bridge, I could see the sun in my rearview mirror. It was a huge blood-red ball of fire. It made a chill run over my back. Then as I came on down the causeway, the Southside Fire Department has this huge flag hanging across Highway 80. It made a tear come to my eye. We will not forget. We will not forget the children who never knew their father. God sent us Jesus to live and dwell among us, a shining light, a shepherd in the darkness. Jesus gave us an example of being a first responder. He lives. Today, Jesus is not with us as a human anymore, but he is still alive. He lives in us as the church the body of Christ. And as the body of Christ, we represent Christ and carry on Christ's work of reconciliation in the world. In Christ, we are able to find hope. And in Christ, we are bold. And we are not afraid to step out again and again and offer God's love to everyone. Amen. Amen.